following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanCarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanCarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Bean Carter. What's up, Michigan? We are live for another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Inside this hour, Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Network, and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear on YouTube. They just dropped another episode uh, yesterday. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. On YouTube, he'll join us. We'll talk about what happened in Carolina. You talk about a buzzkill. Seriously, after the one and six start, and then they're rolling and they're 500 and it's playoff talk. And now it's like, okay, you get the Bears, uh, the top rushing offense on Sunday. Fields is a one man wrecking crew. And then you have to go to Green Bay. And the Packers are red hot. So we'll get into. Everything connected to the Lions and the playoff push and the Bears game on Sunday. And what happened in Carolina on Christmas Eve? Rizzy is in the hizzy. If you have a Lions NFL comment, Superfly, I can say Rizzy is in the hizzy. We're trying to be hip. We're the old guys in the corner of the nightclub with members-only jackets on. Rizzy in the hizzy. And if you have a Lions question, (laughs) at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show. On Facebook, all of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They now play their home games inside Van Andel Arena and a lot of great dates coming up. They also have a deal until the end of the year. Uh, you can buy $5 tickets. Uh, that is through December. Uh, so just search Grand Rapids Gold uh, and you can get those $5 tickets for select dates. And also follow the gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's bring in uh, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, Rizzy, we all sit down on Christmas Eve. They're playing a five and nine team. I'm thinking if they can beat Carolina and get the Bears in that following game, they could wrap up a playoff spot before they had to go play Aaron Rodgers and the Packers uh, second week of January at Lambeau. Everything last weekend, like it did the week before, fell into place with the Giants and the Commanders and Seattle losing outside of Green Bay winning. And the Lions just played. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think about the ugliest games of the year and – now that that might that might be the grand prize winner. Yeah. That, that, that one in New England, were, that one in New England, were bad. The New that was more of a half. Maybe no, New England yeah. might have been two and a half quarters. Yeah, and you saw that the defense did actually come alive in New England. That's when the defensive changes started that, to get better. That all went out the window last Saturday, unfortunately, and uh, that was that was hard to watch. It was it was a complete regression to all the bad that was at the beginning of the season when they couldn't stop anybody. And the fact that they lost that the way they did uh, with, with the missed tackles, the missed assignments, with Sam Darnold running an, an RPO at you. Like, Sam Darnold, 
Come on. And looking fast against the Lions defense. Yeah, yeah he did. Looking yeah. quick. Sam Darnold. Yeah. The yeah. Lions have his two best visual games to me ever in an NFL uniform. His rookie opener against Patricia and the Lions and yep. the Jets on Monday Night Football. When I realized it was a bad hire with Patricia right away and it would never get any better. And then this came in. I know the crew was saying, well, we're seeing things we haven't seen. And I said, okay, a couple drives are going to get you. You adjust. And they kept just doing the same thing. And then give Wilkes and Carolina credit. In the second half, when the Lions gang up for the run, they start throwing the football. They did. It's, it's simple football math. Anybody who's ever played football knows this. You got seven in the box, you throw. You got six in the box, you run at it. Every time the Lions brought that seventh or even an eighth guy into the box, and by the way, it was never an extra linebacker. They only had two linebackers on the field for every single play except one. The Darnold understood, okay, I can do I can do math. There's seven guys in the box. I'm going to throw it. There's six guys. I'm handing it off. I got that play. Lions just didn't adjust to that very well. It was uh, it was very frustrating to see because the, uh, the I, I I will give the Panthers some credit and, and they deserve it. Steve Wilkes deserves it. Ben McAdoo, their offensive coordinator, the former Giants coach, he deserves credit too. They uh, they understood how to tweak their offense to attack the Lions. They found some things on film. They found some tendencies and they exploited the crap out of them. And that's you know look they're still I know they're six and nine. If they win out, they do actually win the NFC South. Um, they play Tampa Bay this weekend. If they win that game and they win their last game, they, they are the NFC South champions and at eight and nine. Um, you know, they, they've been playing good football lately, but the Lions, that was, that was, that was rough, man, because everything we'd seen in the lead up to that, with the, the move to getting back to, to 500 at seven and seven after the one and six start, you never saw them flat. You never saw them. Out coach, you never saw them out efforted, and you saw all of that Saturday on Christmas Eve, and that's that's very difficult to reconcile. How does that happen? Uh, the entire team and and Campbell afterwards, you know, uh, you know, told uh, Carolina's head coach, "Hey, you you beat our effing uh, asses." Yes, you did. Uh, he said, "Hey, we got to go back to basics. Uh, our guys weren't there." And I'm thinking, no, that's your job as a head coach in game to find a way uh, yeah. to make it happen. And and like I told you, if you look at golf. If you look at the numbers, if you look at 23 points, even with the fumble or missed exchange inside the 10, through everything we're complaining about, through being flat, uh, they the offense still gave them enough to win that game and the missed tackles and the uh, how big, you know, for a defensive line and linebackers that were getting active in the defensive line and we're talking about the depth. It was last week yeah, on this show. it was. How big those holes were, and I could see one drive, two drives where they're doing, you know, uh, they're doing some schemes and things that have thrown you off. But that's where your coaching staff needs to adjust. Exactly, and that didn't happen. Aaron Glenn didn't adjust. Dan Campbell didn't help him adjust. Um, offensively, they didn't adjust very well either. It was not Ben Johnson's best audition tape for a coaching gig either. But they still, like you said. They, the, the, the game turned to me after Goff fumbled and then Carolina went, I think it was seven plays, 70 or 84 yards, ran the ball on all but one of the plays. And every and single ran one the ball of the, was like 16 yards. Yeah. Every one uh-huh. of the, every one of the runs gained at least eight yards. Yeah. And that, it, that's, it seemed like, you know, 15 every, and how it wasn't so much, hey, you got a couple of good backs, right? Okay. 
It was how big the holes yeah. were consistently that entire game. Yeah, you get you get Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman. Like both those guys, they're okay. They're they're nothing special. They both got career highs in rushing yardage in the same game. That uh, Panthers set a team record, three hundred twenty rushing yards. They they'd never topped three hundred before. Not even when they had uh, James Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. So how does the defense just disappear? That's where. I, I, and and I know we've we've got the code speak, and people are arguing <laughs> with me about excuses. I said no. Dan Campbell just sort of stepped to the mic and said, "Yeah, we got our bleepity bleep butts kicked." They did, and I I didn't do my job. Aaron Glenn did do his job, and I get Dan wants to be the front man and protect everybody, but. That was, I was thinking about this after the game, right? That was one of the biggest regular season games the Lions have had. Probably, you go back to Stafford when they needed to win to get into the playoffs, right? The yeah, last time absolutely. they were in. Absolutely. So we're, we're talking in a, in a decade of Lions football. Probably top three big regular season games, and you get a young team. Now, this is where I'll not make excuses but you talk about learning how to win big games because there was no pressure during this run after one and six. There was never a pressure game for this team, and they had pressure, and the coaches and the players just laid an egg. They they lost it, and it was it, it's it's rough to reconcile. Do you agree with me about the pressure yeah. to win? Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, they 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 had played well, but like Minnesota. Who expected them to beat Minnesota? You know, who expected them to go into New York and beat the Giants or the Jets? I mean, one and six, the season was over, so the pressure's gone. Right, exactly. When you get to December and you're playing the meaningful games, that means that the pressure does amp up. We've talked about that a lot. They didn't handle it very well. Um, Now you've got to rebound against what's probably the worst team in football. And that's. I hate to think if if they lose this game. Worst team, but the best Russian offense. Well, Justin Fields is. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. By himself. He's, he and he and look what he did last time, 147 yards, two touchdowns on 13 carries uh, back in week 10. But the uh, Chicago fans are clamoring, why play him right now? You're going to kill him. Why, why even I mean, play they, him? They're beating the crap out of him. They yeah, really so why are. even play him? I, yeah. They got a new coach, right? Right. And, 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 and you're playing, they're playing for the number one pick. They don't need the quarterback, which is interesting because like Houston – to, to go draft for a second, Houston and Chicago are going to have the first two picks. They have completely different needs. Houston needs a quarterback. They need offensive. They don't need offensive line. Carter's going to the Bears. Chicago needs defensive line pass rush. They're leading. Chicago's leading pass rusher this year. Rookie safety Jaquan Briskery has four sacks. Their defensive line that's active right now has combined for three and a half sacks all season. That's Rizzy in the hizzy when he's dropping stats like that. Superfly, do not give, don't shake your head, okay? All right, don't you wearing your Sparty hat? All right, you want to relive that football season? God, no. Okay. <laughs> well, Jeff Risden, by the way, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan from the LionsWire.com. Follow the LionsWire on Facebook and Twitter. Also, the Detroit Lions podcast is a good listen on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. If you have a Lions question for us, at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. I did see this tweet earlier this week. The Lions lead the NFL in missed tackles. That's inaccurate. It is. It is. They are not even anywhere close to it, in fact. Um, I, I did a little research on it this morning. They have, what was it, 127? Buffalo actually leads the league in missed tackles. Missed with, tackles. With 180. 
Uh, Chicago has more than Detroit does. De- Detroit is in the lower middle of the pack. They're like 14th, 15th in missed. Why would someone tweet out misinformation on Twitter? I have never no idea that. how that happens. Never, <laughs> somebody tweet Elon Musk right now. Hey, I know you're on the COVID Twitter files release, but, but I got a tweet that said uh, that the Lions... Let him miss tackles. Uh, in fact, they didn't even have the most tackles, missed tackles last weekend, and they had uh, Pro Football Focus had had him credited for 13 missed tackles last week. That was not the most in the league. New England had the most. So, uh, oh, New England, you got you get you always got to check these things. Matt Patricia, look, look at the disciples <laughs> of Bill Belichick. You know, you stick by you stick by your friends in business. Uh, it's either ultra successful or it's completely down the tubes. Yeah. I'm I'm good friends with a guy who covers the NFC or the AFC East for uh, for uh, Fox Sports. His name's Henry McKenna. He used to run Patriots Wire, and before the season, he he and I talked a little bit, and he's like, "Patricia wasn't really that bad, was he?" I'm like, "Just wait." Texted me Sunday afternoon. Okay, he is that bad, and this is a guy who really wanted he's to make Mac Jones cheap shot people. He 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 has Man, that was he's dirty. Be- oh, I know. And the leagues they don't do anything to quarterbacks. No. Yet. Oh, but you throw a quarterback down after the play and you're gonna get a, yeah. a suspension. But yeah, you can see Mac Jones is losing it. And now they're like, Well, we need to move on and and Patricia's not getting the heat though in New England. Because Belichick's a lightning rod. And nope. Mac Jones is right now. It's it's very interesting to me that Bill Belichick is covering for Matt Patricia. What's what's his motivation there? Like you, you can find somebody. Well, his motivation is he made a mistake by he keeps taking care of these friends. Yeah, he does. Right. And, and look at what's going on in, in Vegas with Josh McDaniel. They they just benched Derek Carr. They're and and Devontae Adams now he's he's saying you know what you know basically like you know sending out Instagram posts like Derek Carr passed away or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean that's why he went there because they were they were buds and cousins together at Fresno State. That's that's one of the saving graces, and we try to talk about this on the Detroit Lions podcast a lot. We talked about it a lot last night in our show, that you do have to take into account that other teams are also messed up, too. It's not just Detroit that's having issues, and I think when you step back and take that perspective a little bit, it eases some of the, oh, my God, I want to jump out this window. Like That, that tension goes away a little bit because there are other teams that are actually much worse shape than Detroit, but the problem is is that you didn't have to be in the case that you're in. You could have, if you show up last week as the Lions, take care of business in, in Carolina in, in a winnable game. Look, again, you talk about it. If they beat Chicago this weekend and they had won last weekend, everything they needed to have happened happened. Everything they needed to have happen could very they well could happen have, again this weekend. They could have clinched a playoff spot. They could have clinched a playoff weekend. spot this weekend with a win. And not had any pressure yeah. to go to Green Bay. Yeah, you, now you got to root for Minnesota to beat Green Bay, so that game doesn't mean anything for the Packers. you got to root for Cleveland to beat Washington. You, you gotta, hope if, if, if Minnesota beats Green Bay and that game doesn't mean anything, that they'll give Jordan Love a start. That would right? be nice. <laughs> if, if it didn't mean anything. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Because you don't know if now Rodgers with this run and there's the Packer bandwagon. I know they're the greatest fans on earth, but they're back with him. Now you're not hearing any talk of him leaving. And you're right. When you look at disarray, and I thought about this, even with the sting and pain of that Carolina loss, remember Salah was a genius and Dan Campbell, look what Salah's doing in year two, and now mm-hmm. – that's a mess with Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. New England's a mess. Miami's teetering on a mess. Two is not playing again it, this it, year. Right, because he's in protocol, and there's yeah. talk that he should walk away. 
Uh, so you you got that issue. Yeah. There's more than a little pressure on Tua Cleveland from, from the NFL. With Sean, I think Pittsburgh's going to be fine as long as Pickett can stay uh, healthy. I mean, uh, you're Cleveland's a mess. Cleveland, well, that's right. I yeah. said Cleveland's another mess. Tennessee, Indy's a mess. Tennessee's a T- mess. Tennessee's playing tonight. I dare you to name five Titans who play in that game. Everybody that you can name is out. Well, they're saying Henry might go. He's he's he. I was I heard he was on the doubtful side of doubtful. So we'll see what happens with that. They might say he might go just to you yeah. know give uh, Titan fans some hope. But they they've lost five in a row. Raiders are a mess. Denver's the ultimate mess. <laughs> Denver, oh my god. Chargers are a story where people wrote them off midway through the season, and they're a playoff team. They now. figured it out, right? I mean, by the way, that's a case where the head coach. Took away the play calling duties from the quarterbacks or the. Remember Joe Lombardi? Remember he made an offense in Detroit with Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, and Reggie Bush. Boring. He was doing that to Justin Herbert too. And Brandon Staley's like, you know what? I'm taking I'm taking a little more control of this offense. And since then, they have been a lot better. Funny how that works. Well, they have all sounds, sounds like us last year, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> you you empower. Uh, and there was the Chargers connection uh, with the Lions yeah. uh, last year. Yeah, you, you're you're talking about teams in disarray. Uh, you go and look, and you say, actually, the I would say the NFC East has been the surprise in the NFL this year with what they've done uh, top to bottom, and they still could end up uh, getting all three wild card spots. And you've got Washington making a quarterback change. Going this back to week. Carson Wentz. That's after they basically not drove the bus over him. They drove a bus, a plane, a train, the garbage truck, uh, their uh, four wheelers. They just buried the guy, and now because the, it, and I think they're five and three with Heineke. They are Heineke's not good in the red zone, but he's he. The players love him. Like to a man, they love the guy. Carson now Wentz, you're going back to Wentz. I don't get that one. Yeah, That's think about Tampa Bay. Uh, you look at the teams. Look at uh, you're right. It, it, even with the Lions losing and. Even with the possibility uh, of not making the playoffs, they're still in a pretty good spot moving forward. They're better than I thought they would be exactly. already, and that's and that's playing with the house money. And yeah, it's nice to keep winning on that, but I'm not gonna get. I will. Well, I will be upset if they lose to Chicago. This is a game that you cannot. That's a bad football. No, no, team. you got to beat Chicago. You're eight and eight, and if you are going to Green Bay, basically in a playoff game, yeah. right? If I would have told you in August you're going into Green Bay in, in week eighteen, what the last game of the year, for thirty, and if you win, you're in the playoffs. Lions fans would take that in a heartbeat. Hell yeah, they would. You're doing like a thirty three. What if I told you the Lions <laughs> would be eight and eight playing Rodgers, and, and if you beat Rodgers in Green Bay in the play to make the playoffs, that's like a playoff win. In what could be his last game in Green Bay, and if you beat him there, it's much closer to being. His I last say game he's in going Green to Indy. McAfee, you know, has his podcast. That, that, that quarterback carousel this offseason is going to be crazy because the the Jets need a quarterback, the Colts need a quarterback, the Brady. It's a, now it, I think Car. So where does Car end up at? Exactly. Does he? Is he does go he, to Tampa Bay? Yeah. Does he go to Indy? Does he go to Washington? They. I think they're out on Wentz. That, that's going to be a lot of fun. So this if Brady decides to play, because I don't think he wants to end his career with the season. Like, let's say they blow the playoffs and they lose to Carolina. And they don't make it. Does Brady want this to be the end? When he had the he had the Super Bowl in Tampa, where he could have walked exactly. That's yeah. a, that's and and Giselle walked. Yeah, somebody's got to go to Tennessee too. I. It's pretty clear that Ryan Tannehill isn't the answer. And Malik Willis, just watch tonight. He's he's. How do you throw two interceptions to the Texans in the final two minutes of a game? I don't get that one. That's 
For for a guy with his athletic ability, he takes some ridiculously awful stuff. Brady in Vegas fits. It, it does, doesn't it? Or Brady in New York for a year. Yeah. But then they're going to give up on Zach Wilson, they're saying. Right? At least that's Oh, he can't, he can't be back. They, they got to get rid of it. And that guy... So one of the things that came out this week was um, a national writer for The Ringer um, said that Ryan Tannehill was an upgrade over Jared Goff. And I'm like, I don't think you've watched Jared Goff very much this year. And now it's come out, you know, okay, Baker Mayfield's going to be out there. Baker Mayfield, okay, he's playing okay in Los Angeles. He's not better than Jared Goff in Detroit. Like, you got. But, but he's played his way back into possibly being a starter with one of those. Absolutely. Teams, I, would, right? I would love to see him personally go to Las Vegas. I think that's a good environment for him. Um, and if it with, with Devontae Adams, right? Yeah. Having a number one wide receiver, they have a run game, assuming they keep Josh Higgs. They have a decent offensive line. They're poorly coached, but he's used to that. He played in Cleveland for four years. Jeff Risden is the other voice you hear on the Huled Show across Michigan. Uh, you can follow him, Lions Wire, on Facebook and Twitter, uh, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. And also he's a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear weekly on YouTube. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast. We're talking Lions lost to Carolina. We'll break down the Lions and the Bears more on everything going on uh, across the National Football League. If you have a Lions NFL question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They have a great schedule coming up. They have huge promotions like $2 beers, $2 dogs on Thursday nights, family four-packs on Sunday and more. Uh, just search Grand Rapids Gold tickets at Ticketmaster.com and follow uh, the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They now play their games inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. More on the Lions and the Bears and the NFL with Rizzy, who's in the hizzy, on a Thursday edition of the Huge Show. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Dirty oil can easily wreak havoc on your vehicle's engine. So be sure to change the oil at recommended intervals. And for a motor oil that outperforms conventional and synthetic blends, try Mobile One, the full synthetic motor oil that keeps your engine running like new. Ask for Mobile One at your local Auto Value Auto Parts store. And don't forget to pick up a Wix XP oil filter to complete the job. Because when it comes to oil changes, we've got you covered at Auto Value, where service is the difference. We get it. Huge here for the Huge Show that airs every weekday afternoon at 3, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. How would you like to win a trip of a lifetime from Soren Eagle and the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan? Well, you could be in L.A. to watch Michigan in the national championship game if they beat TCU. You need to enter now. If you're 21 and up, text the word CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21000 for your chance to win. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the Huge Show Thursday edition with Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear weekly on YouTube talking Lions and Panthers uh, from last week and the Bears game uh, is very important to this team. I think, you know, to just shed uh, the Panthers game, which reminded everybody of the one and six start, uh, be eight and eight, go to Green Bay, whether or not you're even playing for a playoff spot, you still should be uh, based on the math that's out there. Looking at Seattle, looking at the Commanders, looking at even the Giants if they lost uh, to, uh, that would be something. So the key is now this Bears matchup. Obviously, Fields alone can take a missed tackle, uh, and the Lions have a lot of them, and turn it into a touchdown. And let's remember, the Lions needed... Uh, their best fourth quarter of the year to beat the Bears in Chicago. So yeah, this really they, isn't a gimme game on Sunday. It, it, it should it should be, but you can't count that because look, it's the Bears. It, something about divisional games, like no matter what, you you don't want to use the cliche of throw the records out. But I think they know each other. I think that comes. Yeah, in and and you saw what Justin Fields did the first time they played. The Lions don't win that game if Cairo Santos doesn't miss an extra point in that game. Uh, that's they won thirty one to thirty because Chicago missed an extra point, uh, and an our kicker Michael Badgley, I believe it was his first game in Detroit. By the way, um, was perfect. Um, so there, there's there's potential to lose. Like they're not a talented group. Their wide receivers are rough. Like uh, Vellis Jones might be the number one receiver this weekend. A twenty six year old rookie. I swear to God, after Fields, I can't name a Bear Montgomery, the running back. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they are they are not a talented football team, but they are playing as well as they can for their. The, they seem to like Matt Eberflus, their head coach. They seem to be trying to do things. Justin Fields is a problem. Um, I know they don't throw the ball very well. I think he threw for one sixty-seven last time. I think he's thrown for over two hundred yards twice this year. Might only actually be once. Like they don't throw the ball. Why are the Bears think- playing him when they're playing for the overall number one pick? You know what Fields can do. You can build around him. There's no debate about that. You're, yeah. Just sit the guy. And he's taking some hits, too, man. Like, their offensive line, not as not they, they are not as good as the sum of their parts, which is weird because they have some talent up there. They just don't play very well together um, a lot of the time. And, like, they're receiving 
Their leading their leading receiver is Cole Komet, their tight end. That guy's good. He's and he had a good day against the Lions last time. Equinemius St. Brown probably not going to play. Um, you're, you're looking at uh, Chase Claypool not going to play. Um, uh, Darnell Mooney not going to play. Uh, they just they're so barren. I, I, I'm with you. I don't understand what they're trying to get out of fields other than okay. See how many routes you can pull out of hats in one game. Or work on the passing game with them, right? Yeah, but none of these guys that he's throwing to are going to be with him next year. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. To, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not an NFL hug coach. I don't want that stress on my life. But uh, I, that, that's a good question. And I wonder if the Lions get up in this game early if they do pull him. You know, if it's 14-3 to at, at halftime or something like that. If they're like, okay, you know what? You've taken enough of a beating. You are our future. Like, we have nothing without you. Um, let, let's save you for next year. You know, put you under a little bit of bubble wrap. Just call it a day. Great season. Justin Fields is going to be in the running for the most improved player in the league this year. I do vote for that, and he's probably got my vote. Probably, maybe, probably. Baker Mayfield <laughs> and the comeback. It, it, it is stunning how good he looks uh, with the Rams. He's very good when you when you doubt him. That's that's when Baker comes alive. I've seen it firsthand. If you're if you doubt him, he's going to prove you wrong. If you're confident in him, he's also going to prove you wrong. He gets complacent. That's, yeah, that's 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 the story with Baker. That's uh, that's who he is. But yeah, this is a, this is a game. And again, their pass rush, Chicago's pass rush, is awful. It's awful. They, if you want to look at the PFF grades, they have the worst pass rush grade in the league by a lot, and that includes an Atlanta Falcons team. That has that went seven weeks in a row without a sack, and Chicago's worse than that. That tells you where the Bears are. Since they traded Roquan Smith away, they got nothing. Um, Dominique Robinson, impressive athlete, was a wide receiver at Miami of Ohio three years ago. He's their best pass rusher right now. When, when from their front guys, he's a two hundred and sixty pound defensive end uh, who doesn't know how to use his hands. They, they this is a team that the Lions, the way they're constructed, is designed to beat. But you got to take care of Fields. You can't let him beat you. And he's, I don't want to say that he can beat you by himself, but he's hes pretty darn close to being able to beat you by himself. <laughs> what about uh, Campbell in the monumental comment that, hey, we got to get uh, Jamison Williams. I may be paraphrasing to a point, but uh, more plays for him. And I'm thinking, uh, what, what about the Carolina game? Uh, when you were down big, maybe a couple deep throws on first down, then you get the argument from uh, the Lions Twitter nation that Goff can't throw the deep ball. But then when you look at some of the numbers, passes of 25 yards or more, uh, especially here in, in the month of December, he's one of the top QBs in the league. He, so what does he have the arm strength to throw the deep ball? He does. They don't have the chemistry and the timing. When you have Jamison Williams, you can't throw the ball once he's open. You got to throw it before. It's like Tyreek Hill down in Miami. You don't throw him so the ball. So why aren't they throwing more deep balls to Williams? And that's that's one of the chemistry issues. And, and that's a question that both publicly and privately they've been very reluctant to answer. Um, and I I worry a little bit that maybe Jamison isn't quite there yet, like as in terms of football. But he ability. wants to play, so he's pushing the team, right. so they're kind of yeah. doing the juggling yeah. act, you think? Um, right? I, I, I don't think – remember – he didn't practice with this team until November. Um, the week before Thanksgiving was the first week that he practiced. So they may be walking a tightrope trying to get to the end of the season, yeah. appease him, 
Because he's pushing or his agent's pushing, like I I should be playing. And also get used to what NFL physical and speed coverage is because he didn't get that at Alabama. He's playing playing Vanderbilt. He's playing Mississippi. If you watch Mississippi against Texas Tech the other night, that was was not a good defense. (laughs) So he's, he's learning that adjustment. The thing with Goff is, like, when you've got a speedy receiver like that, and I saw this with with Will Fuller um, down in Houston with Deshaun Watson, Deshaun had to learn, I can't throw the ball once he's open. i got to throw it before he's open, and he's going to go get it. i just got to trust that. Goff and Williams don't have that relationship yet. They don't have that chemistry. It, it'll come. I would love to see them try it this weekend. Uh, but this is a guy he's played, oh, I had to write this out, 9, 13, 13, and 11 snaps in the games. Uh, he's got one catch. He's got one drop. Let's just be honest about this team, and I know the Bears game was a comeback, but and and they battled back at the end against the Jets. But when they're down big, the play calling, uh, the adjustments by the coaches, the players' effort, everything seems just to fall apart when, once they go down big. Yeah, Seriously, they they get one dimensional, and Ben Johnson doesn't do that very well. Um, and, and again, this is a rookie offensive coordinator. Is he? Very good at it. Yeah, he is. Because you'll see the numbers with golf, and you'll say, well, wait a minute, we can't blame Ben Johnson. This was on the defense and the missed tackles and the, you know, you drive a truck through some of those holes. It wasn't on the offense, but there's just that look. And also, I don't get this. Where where is the urgency when the Lions are down big this year and last year under Campbell? Where is the urgency? Because I think when Goff gets into a good-paced offense, he's good. And I know you're worried about your defense is getting trucked. You're going to throw him right back out there if you go three and out in a hurry. I really think the Lions overthink things when they're down big. I think that's a fair fair assessment uh, because Jared Goff is better. when, And we used to get through this with Matthew Stafford. When he would snap the ball with exactly four seconds left on the play clock, like eighty-five percent of the time, yeah, but golf, golf is okay. I'm not. I'm really. I'm really not upset with the offense. I, I, I can't get over the the missed tackles and that was rough and, and the rushing yardage yeah. from Carolina. The offense also wasn't good. Like you saw some weird. Like they had a play where they handed it off to Jamal Williams. He's on the left. He's standing. Goff's in the shotgun. Williams is to his left, and they ask right guard Evan Brown to run out beyond Taylor Decker on the left side and block Brian Burns, who's the fastest defensive end in the league. That guy was killing the Lions. Like, that, that's, like, Taylor Decker's right there. He's not chopped liver. Just have him turn one step to his left, and that's blocked. They got, they got weird with their blocking last week, and that's one of the reasons why the run game stunk. Uh, I just did a featurette on that at, uh, at Lions Wire. You all can check that out. So shameless self-promotion there. Uh, it, and also it was, it was on YouTube, the Detroit Lions podcast. Thank you. There, you there you go. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, it wasn't a good game for anybody, really. I mean, Jared Goff, the numbers look pretty good. He he missed a couple of throws in that game, too. He he, he wasn't perfect. He, he certainly was not the problem. Absolutely not. And the list of reasons why they lost, Goff is darn no, near the, the, the reasons why they lost are over on the defensive side of the ball. Absolutely. They're all there. The, the, in the, my the, mind, they're all there. It's... Uh, missed tackles. Yeah. It's no adjustments, which it goes on the coaches as well as the players. Yeah. There was you know, no passion, no excitement. You're you're playing one of your biggest regular season games in line in franchise history. This was big. I know it wasn't going to clinch a playoff spot, but man, you would have moved into controlling your own destiny after a one and six start. That's right. Because Seattle lost. Uh, you know, you're seeing the scroll and Washington loses. That's exactly Washington loses. Giants lose. They yeah. came back and tied it, and then the, you know Minnesota just playing 
miracle football all season long. 61-yard field goal to win that game. They're uh, they, living right, man. They just they are. They, they've been doing it start to – and it's not over yet, but, uh, you know, just start to finishing games. They figure out a way to win. I, I'm just – I, you know, going down there the day early to beat the blizzard and these guys get out of their routine. I mean, I, I'm not trying to make excuses, but if you're, if you're flat when a playoff spot is on the line and you're a young team, so I get Jamal Williams may be hitting a wall, but when we look at some of these young players, especially defensively, that can't tackle an Akuda who Okuda has had, had a moments. terrible day. I know, but how did, how do these guys go from looking at Jacobs? Turn yeah. around on the damn ball. Board, turn around on the ball. Yeah. Turn it, around. When you see the hands go up with the receiver, how do you not turn around and play the ball? It's a very rough game. And and this is where we have to hope that it was this was the one-off game. Let's hope that that's what the case was. And they rebounded and they beat the Bears as they should. They're at, I want to say they're six-and-a-half, six-point favorites at the DraftKings Sportsbook. I think. Six. Yeah, I think I've seen it around uh, seven. Five, five and a half to six is six right. and a half. Yeah, it floats around a little bit, but uh, that's uh, this is a game that the Lions need to win. It's their last home game of the year. Go build that momentum. Get should that be crowd a big going. crowd. Yeah, should be sold out. Beer sales might not be strong coming off of New Year's Eve the night before. That's right. It's New Year's Day, isn't it? Yeah. Oh man, that just well the regular season isn't ending weekend. until you get into the second week of January. I, I Super Bowl actually is the day before March Madness when it tips off now. Super Bowl's in March. <laughs> it feels that way. It is. It is. So I, I, every year I go to the Senior Bowl. It's one of my pilgrimages on the on the draft tour. This year doesn't start until February. I'm I'm, I'm flying down there uh, January 31st. Uh, normally I'm normally it's a week earlier, two weeks earlier than that. Just the way that the calendar is going, everything's pushing back. Are they doing flag football with the Pro Bowl? Have I seen those commercials? Yes. Mm. Don't get me started on the Pro Bowl. Mm, don't give me. I, <laughs> we'll, we'll just drop that. No, <laughs> I, I saw a flag and I forgot about that because they, they made that announcement during the offseason. Flag football with your superstars playing flag football. It's almost like they're like doing a trial balloon to see. Hey, we, can we get people to watch this crap? <laughs> we get rid of equipment and they just want to see stars play. Yeah. And we go to flag yeah. one day. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's. Flag football, I, you know, it, 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 to me, what, what, you know, if you really want to make it interesting, I, I had this idea, and you tell me, I, I, I don't know if the NFLPA would ever go for it, that the top two teams, the worst two teams, would play each other on a Saturday for the overall number one pick. I like that idea. I like that. It, it's it's sort of like the old. Um... Uh, in college basketball, so the, the two worst teams yeah. would get would get uh, you know they get a uh, a week off, two weeks off, but they'd get to still practice. Yeah. So uh, usually the bad teams are young teams or in transition. Yeah. They would get uh, and their just reward would be that they would go to uh, the Super Bowl city site close to it, and they would play a neutral site game. For the overall number one pick. So now you're the NFL and you're setting up your draft or your combine coming up, right? Absolutely. And you, the draft is big money. Big or, money. or or the other idea with, okay, so your next big thing after the Super Bowl is a combine, right? right? Yep. Before free agency, yep. correct? First right? week of March. So yep. why why not do a college, uh, a legitimate NFL college all-star game where, where even if it's a kid from a D3 school that gets a chance, there's national TV. You're starting to brand some names, and 
It may not be your upper echelon Carters and Bryce Youngs, but it's a football game with the NFL badge, NFL, you know, Pro Bowl colors, whatever. You where where you went to school, you wear the you know, you're on that AFC or NFC yeah. roster, right? Based yeah, yeah. on and you, you play an actual damn football game. Who's gonna watch flag football? Not me. I haven't watched flag football since I watched my son Legend. And I'm like, you know, it was second and third grade, and most people give up flag football because they go play tackle starting in seventh grade. That's the way it's supposed to be. Flag. I didn't even like playing flag football when I played it in college in intramural class. So it it became tackle. When I played it at uh, University of Oklahoma, it was just you tackle the person. It was it was in oh, there, there was a lot of that. You got to grab the flag, and you're like, just come jack somebody, and because yeah. you got some drunk kid who's referee in the intramural sports. My lord, that was me. Well, drinking age was 18 when I went to school oh, I, in I, Oklahoma. I'm, I'm a little behind you on there, but I, that was my college job. I, I officiated uh, intramural I tried sports. That. I tried when I was at Oklahoma. I actually a little league was looking for umpires. And I lasted one doubleheader before I flipped off the fans, threw my equipment in the air, and announced <laughs> I'm willing to fight anybody in the park. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it, and uh, I, I once I'm my, still waiting on that check, you know, uh, for the 25 bucks a game. Once, I, once my kids are done uh, done competing in high school, I'm going to officiate high school sports. That's I've been like, thinking about it. Thing. I've really been thinking I, I'm about gonna, that. I, I'm doing it, and I'm trying to like. Because I am that parent that gets nervous. Well, you played volleyball, so it, I did. And boys volleyball could be coming. I uh, hear coming, the next coming soon to a school near you, maybe especially the, if you live in Zealand. Maybe next year. All right. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. We'll get back to Lions and Bears. Lions lost to Carolina. The other NFL stories, Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Network in studio. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, and also the Detroit Lions podcast. Listen to it weekly. Just search for it on YouTube. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. There's never been a better time for football fans to join the huddle with BetMGM. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Sign up today and place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win. If any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game, you're going to win $200 in free bets, regardless of your wages outcome. Just use my bonus code, SHEPBET200, when you make your first bet. Get on the field and find out why nothing beats a win at BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use my bonus code SHEPBET200 to win $200 in free bets if any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. If you think you have a gambling problem, call one 800 Two seven zero seven one one seven for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver. 
Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Also, if you're 21 and up, text CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21 Thousand. If you want to get in on a shot at winning that trip to L.A. to watch Michigan in the national championship game if they win on Saturday, if they don't win, you still could win a trip for two to the Masters courtesy of Soren Eagle and the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan. You can enter right now, 21 and up, one entry per phone number, text C-H-A-M-P-S to 21,000, text CHAMPS, to two one zero zero zero. Big, bad, huge. 